Welcome to the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by doctors of physical therapy, Chris and Ross. Here we're going to dive into all things movement, health, and fitness. And we're going to chat with some local fitness experts and friends about their areas of expertise. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today we have the privilege of hanging out with Aaron Hines at Premier Performance Training. Aaron, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. I appreciate you, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron and I have uh, worked together quite a bit over the last couple of years as, as you know, our business got started up and, and Aaron's been in the, the, the fitness space for quite some time working with um, you know, folks trying to come back from injuries to, to get back into training and, and working quite a bit with, with youth athletes as well. And so um, I'm looking forward to him uh, sharing his expertise uh, today with us. So Aaron, why don't you just give us a little, you know, a quick background on, on you and kind of some of your training philosophies and kind of how you got, you know, to into your own business here. Yeah, so I started uh, working out probably when I was 16. I used to work out at the old Gold's Gym in Bellevue. Classic. Um, yeah, Bellevue with a former bodybuilder of all people. His uh, His son played on our football team in high school so i kind of got connected with him and we worked out um man probably four or five days a week after i would go to school and and um you know try to get ready for football with that so um kind of got really i don't know drawn in of the intricate uh aspects of fitness trying to eat better but also um be stronger i know when i started i couldn't even lift the bar on the on the bench press so i thought you know I got to do something, or else I'll never be the athlete I, athlete I want to be. So, um, kind of got into that, and then I, I actually ended up getting a uh, kind of I'll say minor scholarship, minor small scholarship to uh, Lambeth University in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, NAIA football program, and uh, I played uh, offensive line there for two years, um, and then I just decided that I just wasn't the uh, biggest and best athlete, so I opted to transfer out and finished my undergrad studies at UT Martin with a health and human performance background with the exercise science, kind of the emphasis on that. So um, that, w- that was kind of a um, fun time because I had to regain some uh, credit hours. I was I was <laughs> backlogged about 25 after I transferred oh, over. Man. So I had to uh, take summer classes just to get caught up uh, with that. So, um, you know, after that, I was, I don't know, back in the workforce, just trying to figure out what I want to do after I graduated and uh, ended up applying at Florida State University for graduate school. So um, I left there in, or kind of in my two-door Honda Civic packed to the brim, um, driving down to (laughs) Tallahassee, Florida. I knew nobody. Uh, It was just me and my car and uh, I was hoping for the best. Um, So I explored that area, I guess when I first got there and, and, you know, got locked out of my dorm and it's kind of just, I guess, cruising around the not-so-safe parts of town because I didn't know where I was. Um, but I learned a lot during that time, and I finished my, um, I guess, graduate degree in about a year and a half. I just had to fly right through that because I want to get back home and uh, kind of explore some other options. But um, I did the kind of non-thesis route. I know that's probably not typical of your uh, graduate studies, but I opted to actually try to apply for the strength and conditioning uh, program there at the university working with the football team, but uh, it seemed like they only took the um, individuals who were in the undergraduate program, so kind of checked me off the list for that. So um, I actually ended up applying to Mayo Clinic uh, to their uh, cardiac and pulmonary rehab program um, to get some experience in that area because that was one area that I struggled 
uh, a lot with, and I, I'd have to credit uh, Dr. Marco Sanchez, a buddy of mine who uh, helped me get through that program of um, heart and health and everything that I didn't know. Um, so I spent three months at Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville working with their uh, cardiac and pulmonary rehab program, uh, working with um, anybody and everything to do with lungs and heart to um, helping them or educate client education to making sure that once they had uh, they were ready to be discharged that they had the means necessary to live a healthier life um, and then um, kind of after that I moved back I moved back to Tennessee um, and I, I landed my very first uh, job at the downtown YMCA so <laughs> nice. after after uh, I guess you'd say putting all that time and effort into uh, five years of college I was selling uh, gym memberships uh, which you know, for me, that was something new. I'd never done that. I'd always just kind of trained uh, for that. And then I kind of worked my way up from gym memberships to doing a little personal training. Um, and then um, kind of just decided, you know, hey, my time here is over. Uh, and then I actually moved on down to Franklin to um, a place called Healthways. It was a corporate uh, wellness program who we worked with health coaching for uh employees of fortune 500 companies and some a little bit smaller than that but for the most part that was a desk job uh i appreciated the time i had there i was working with um hershey chocolate eli Lilly pharmaceuticals dollar general employees and just the more gratitude and appreciation of people wanting to be encouraged of health and fitness and having somebody in their corner to help them um, just succeed uh, on just the small things for that um, and I was there for about two years and then I ended up uh, working at a uh, another kind of clinic in town doing kind of pre and post rehabilitation uh, training. Uh, I worked with athletes, general population, uh, middle school, high school, college aged, and then former, kind of former pro athletes uh, with that, just developing their training regimens um, either before they had surgery for whatever ailment they had or even uh, post uh, discharge for physical therapy. Yeah, and I think that probably, I mean, it sets you up really well for what, what it is that you do now. I mean, that's kind of your big thing is like, hey, I got somebody that's got an injury. They're trying to get back into, you know, health and wellness or really just take advantage of their health, right? I mean, I think you're kind of diverse background and, you know, working with Mayo Clinic and, and even working in the rehab space, you know, with the other clinic in town. It's like that was a perfect way to really set you up for really your kind of bread and butter now. So kind of walk us through, you know, who, who do you like working with now and kind of who, who do you really help excel, um, you know, get back to doing what they want to do? Yeah, so I, I work um, kind of with that aspect. I work kind of hand-in-hand with physical therapists, just like Chris. Chris and I worked, and we've I've sent him some patients and he's vice versa, sent some over just to kind of bridge that gap of what do I do next uh, once I'm done with therapy. So I think the biggest thing and the biggest um, thing I enjoy, or the most important thing on that is just finding finding something that can be helpful, but also uh, eases somebody into that transition. Uh, nothing worse than being released from physical therapy and then getting injured again. So. Um, I mean, I like the general population. My, my kind of bread and butter is at 50 and older. Those who have been injured, those who have tried other programs, have been hurt, and just want to live life pain-free. Um, but on the uh, back end of that, I, I love enjoy working with um, athletes. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the top-end athlete. I enjoy those who are just, you know, want to be better and succeed. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, 
they're, they're the top in their class, they're the best, they're going to go to, you know, the Division One schools. Um, I think anything's possible with athletes, but it's just more or less if give them the life skills and the tools they need to be successful no matter how good or how good they want to be. Yeah, no, I think that's spot on. I mean, <clears throat> I think in the rehab world, we do a really crappy job of bridging folks from you know, rehab and then ultimately trying to get back to being active again, right? Because oftentimes they'll discharge from PT and they'll do one of two things. They'll either do nothing, right? They, they won't yep. get back to being active or on the opposite end of the spectrum, they go back in 110% back to working out at, you know, any local gym or, or any local kind of fitness studio. And then they find themselves right back in the same shoes again. And so, you know, how on your end, like what are ways that you help prevent, you know, either some of that re-injury or kind of help bridge that gap for some of these you know, uh, maybe older older adults who are, are trying to get back into being active and kind of change their ways. So, how do you how do you bridge that gap for some of those folks? Yeah, so for, just for those who are maybe coming out of PT or been out a little bit, uh, my my job is to make them feel as comfortable as possible coming into a gym setting. So a lot of times it's the intimidation factor, or maybe they've been hurt before in a gym setting, so therefore they're not really sure. So. For me, it's it's working with that physical therapist to develop that plan and program. Um, maybe utilizing some of those uh, exercises that we're doing in PT to kind of help make them uh, one feel more comfortable. They're doing some of the PT work, but they're also doing something that's a little bit extra. So I think building that confidence, making them feel more comfortable, and uh, seeing some of that success of things that they didn't think were possible uh, once PT was over, um, I think is been huge um i think yeah one of the biggest things is just being confident knowing that that person one they've come off an injury but two they can be successful at maybe some other exercises they have never done before um and, and just seeing that success with that is i mean key for me it's sometimes some of the smallest things but also some things that uh, it's kind of surprising for some individuals yeah, I mean, anytime they, they start moving around a little bit better, feeling a little bit better, they've got that confidence suddenly. I mean, that's a it's a big difference maker when they go from, hey, I felt like crap all of three months ago when I first started PT, and now I'm starting to be active and do things that, hey, maybe I didn't even think were possible at, at, at my age. <clears throat> you know, and I think there's also, you know, there's plenty of things that go into this too, you know, uh, that accountability piece that I think is, is really yeah, huge. Uh, and, and then also even, you know, looking at some of these nutrition habits with people and just trying to reshape some of their habits. I mean, how do you feel like you're able to help with some of those major kind of pain points that, that a lot of these people have? Because, I mean, everyone says, well, hey, I want to live a healthier life or, hey, I, I, I need to lose some weight or I know I need to be able to keep up with my, my kids and my grandkids or, you know, whoever it might be. So, you know, how do you kind of help with some of that accountability piece and maybe even some of that nutrition piece as well? Yeah, I, I like to ask him this kind of simple question. I asked a guy this yesterday. It's like, what do you envision, uh, what does your success look like or envision in the next six months? Um, kind of gives him thinking of, well, gee, I didn't I really think I was going to be working out for the next six months, but <laughs> it kind of gives a uh, kind of reflecting on what I want to do as opposed to what I'm currently doing. So I think trying to dig a little bit deeper on some of those things because everybody wants to you know, live a healthier lifestyle. I mean, that's that's pretty vague, but trying to dig a little deeper on, well, what does that look like for you um, living a healthier lifestyle? What what are your top three things that you want to accomplish in the next couple months? Um, I had a lady, um, she's been with me probably a couple months and her, her biggest thing was, I want to lose some weight and get off blood pressure medication. Um, she comes in and works out, um, you know, three days a week. She's uh, I say mid 70s, 
maybe that 72 to 75 range uh, for that. Uh, started out just doing uh, TRX bodyweight squats, and now was um, about a week ago was doing trap bar deadlift. Look at her. So she, she, she's down 10 pounds and off her blood pressure medication. So it's, it's just <laughs> everybody's awesome. a little bit different on what they think healthy is. Um, healthy to me is not health, the same healthy to uh, what, what Chris may want. So just kind of digging a little bit deeper on some of those things to find out what makes people tick and what they really want to accomplish. Because we all want to lose five pounds. Sure. It's just a matter of how we're going to do it or what that looks like for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think that's spot on, right? Is like when you actually identify like, what is it that the person in front of me is looking to accomplish? And I know yeah. we do that with our our clients who, who come and work with us as well. And I think that's important when when you actually identify what it is that you're truly after, right? Like for her, it was getting off her blood pressure medication. And I think when people set their eye on, hey, this is where I want to get going, then it's easier to kind of build some steps towards that, right? But I mean, even taking the first steps often the hardest for these people, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, oh, I need to call, you know, I need to lose some weight, and and I think hiring a, a, a trainer is one of the best ways to do that because now you're going to hold them accountable, you're going to keep them showing up, and it takes the guesswork out of going to the gym, right? I mean, how many times have you seen clients struggle with, hey, I've been to a gym or been a member of a gym for a long time, but I haven't achieved the things that I want to see? I mean, how often do you see that? I, mean, I see it all the time. In my yeah, too. it's a lot. It's um, it's more of a, the I. I I had, actually had a friend the other day call me and said he's been going to the gym for like the last year but needs some guidance and accountability because he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> um, and this is a friend of mine from, from graduate school. But it's more or less, I think the biggest thing, and I did a little tidbit on this the other day, but um, the number one thing that I think people need the most outside of the, the perfect exercise program and the, and the best meal plan is that accountability, like Chris said. If I can hold somebody accountable and not be um, – pestering or just knowing that I care about what they want to achieve, I think that goes a lot further than slapping somebody with the perfect perfect exercise program and the best meal plan because I, I've had a few of those before and I'm like, man, this is great. And then I look at it and go, I'm not doing this. This is an exercise I hate <laughs> or this, this food I, I don't like. So holding them accountable, checking in with people um, on a daily or just weekly basis, I think that goes a lot further to um, help somebody reach their goals long term. Um, than, than anything, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, accountability, making small steps. It's like these people who come in, you, you know, we're talking here at the top of the year. People get this, like, voracious intensity here at the top of the year where they're like, um, you know, hey, I'm really going to work out a bunch. I'm going to you know, really eat healthy. And then that, that motivation wears off after two weeks because maybe they actually only had a cheap meal or something like that. And so yeah, it's, I, it's I, tough. I think, I think it was yesterday is like the – I think that's right. January the 18th is like the day of, uh, it's called Quitter Day. Is it really? I think that's what we, we called it in one of my groups. It's like <laughs> National Quitting Day because those who are just amped up to get their New Year's resolution have already quit by the 18th. So That's crazy. I think, you know, everybody feels great about what they want to accomplish, but I think having somebody in your corner to encourage you just the slightest bit and, and have that accountability piece is, uh, you know, longevity as far as your, your long-term goals. Yeah, I think that's important, man. You got to have a guide. You got to have somebody who's who's going to help walk you to, to where you want to go. And when you're aimlessly wandering around, you're not going to be able to achieve the things you're looking to achieve. And so, um, I think it's it's extraordinarily important. You reach out to to Aaron, some some folks who who can help guide you where you want to go. I mean, it's like. I tell people this all the time. Like, if you have car trouble, you don't like. Ah, I'll kind of wait around and see if I can yeah. figure it out. It's like 
No, you take the thing to the mechanic and get the thing fixed, yeah, you, right? You, you you find the expert or the person who you need to get the help from and then, like, do it. I think both of our industries, like, people do that all the time. Like, oh, I got a shoulder pain. Uh, I think I'll uh, just Google it and I'll, like, I think I'll figure it out. And it's like, dude, you dealt with this for six months. It's not going to go away. Or same thing on your end. You've told yourself 10 years now you want to lose weight and get off your blood pressure medication. And here you are. You're still doing it. And so I yeah. think it's so incredibly important to, like, just bite the bullet and, and hire a local expert to get you where you want to go. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. Chris has helped me with some injuries and things that I've had, but also I've had this nagging neck injury. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's an injury or it's just like neck pain, discomfort. And it had been going on since probably last summer on vacation. I mean, that's a year ago. I finally hired somebody who... A long time. I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of waking up and everything hurting. And then so I, I hired... Somebody helped me out, and uh, you know, progress <laughs> is 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 there. But it's like, hey, you you sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and uh, pay for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because because then again, on the back end, like health is wealth, right? Like you're either going to pay for it twenty years from now, right? When you're yeah. not able to move around as you want, you know, as well as you want, or as I say all the time, aging poorly is optional, right? Uh, or you're gonna you're gonna pay for it now, right? And you're gonna feel better and actually not be you know, dragging, dragging yourself to the finish line, so to speak. Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking about this. I, uh, a guy yesterday came in and I was like, man, you don't want to look, you know, look back, you know, 10 years from now or five years from now and go, man, I wish I would have started working out with this guy when I was 50. Seriously. Uh, you don't want to yeah. be on, you know, I say 42 different medications and wonder, man, I should have done something different. Um, so I, I think, I think finding the right person to help you, no matter who it is, if it's Chris, or if it's me, or if it, whatever whatever the situation is, I mean, finding that person who is one helpful, has your best interest, I think is going to be key for that. Yeah, Aaron, shifting gears a little bit, I know, uh, so we spent a good bit of time talking about, you know, your kind of primary niche of working on folks who are trying to get healthy and, and maybe have had some injuries in the past and, and just trying to, to take advantage of their health. You know, I think the other end of the spectrum that you excel really well in is, is working with youth athletes. And so walk me through, you know, who do you work with in that that realm and, and what are some of the things that you work on with these these youth athletes, which I think are, uh, you know, really important and key, some of the tools that you, you provide them with. So, uh, yeah, chat, chat with us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I say I, I, the kind of main focus is fifth grade all the way up to um, high school seniors. We also have some um, amateur athletes, semi-pro. I've had pro athletes as well. Um, so I think for me, um, I'm not looking at the um, some maybe some of the best athletes. Um, that's not my goal. My goal for the program as far as the uh, fifth or eighth grade, which is kind of build uh, fundamental foundations of strength conditioning. Uh, so that's fifth or eighth grade middle school athletes, doesn't matter what sport, it's all um, interconnected. So we learn how to um, jump better, sprint better, um, basic mechanics of how to sprint, jump, um, plyometric wise, throw med balls, um, how to do push-ups properly, squatting, squatting technique. Um, for, for me, and, and I mean, there's a few other different exercises we'll incorporate with that. We will use barbells. It's just uh, it's a time and a place for that, for th that age range. So for me, if I can uh, develop a skill and get them to uh, repetitively do something uh, with perfect form or better form uh, each workout, uh, th that's the main goal for my program for that. It's not how much little Johnny can lift uh, doing on bench press. I could give 
a rip about how much an eighth grader works out or how much he can squat. Biggest thing is to uh, make sure that the functional movements that they are trying to complete are with good technique. Everything's moving hopefully in the right direction. And if not, maybe there's some uh, other areas we can focus on. Maybe there's some, I'll say, minor corrective exercises, or maybe we just need to do more repetitions. I think for for that age range, it's more for me is the more repetitions we can do, the better off you're going to be. And that, that's not meaning that we're going to do 100 reps of uh, burpees and uh, whatever else. Uh, burpees aren't in my in my exercise program. So if you don't like burpees in middle school, come see me. Uh, but I use a lot of the Mike Boyle foundations of strength conditioning. It's a lot of we're going to jump, we're going to throw, we're going to sprint, and then we're going to lift. So the fifth through eighth grade program that I focus on all all sports is to help build a solid foundation so that when they get to high school. They're way ahead of the game. They're able to uh, do a back squat. They're able to do a bench press. They're able to uh, squat jump. Uh, maybe they're able to sprint a little bit uh, faster because their technique is on point. Um, so that's the main um, area for the middle school program. And so it kind of leads right in. So if you're a fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grader and you're working with me for those three to four years, um, it's a solid transition up to high school. High school athletes, we're, we're going to progress it a little bit more uh, we work with all sports. My kind of niche is football, uh, since I play collegiate football, but I also have a background which most don't know. Um, and you can ask me. I can't swing a golf club worth of crap, but I can, <laughs> I can, I can get you to hit the ball three over 300 yards. So I'm TPI level one and level two certified. So I've got some uh, pretty, pretty good junior golfers I work with, a uh, handful of those. So that is another area that can be helpful for strength, uh, strength training. Um, so no matter what the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade program transitions to the uh, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. And same goes for college guys. College guys and gals come back. They may have their strength and conditioning program for school. Great. That's awesome. I love to see college kids come back and work out. They've got their program from school. We're going to focus on some of those things and maybe add some other things in or take some things away because uh, um, I'm a firm believer in getting kids uh, faster and stronger but also preventing injury. Uh, with that. So sometimes they may come in uh, with something nagging. Um, just for instance, I had two kids this week. One's got knee pain, one strained her calf at a track meet. So what do we do? We flipped script. I had everything rocking and rolling what I wanted to accomplish and I had to do a little reverse on that. So we worked on just some small things to kind of help correct some of those, um, you know, strains and pulls and tweaks uh, for that. So um, not to be long-winded, but I'm pretty passionate. I would say really passionate about the athletes. I get kind of fired up, even though I'm not real charismatic in the weight room. But um, and having kids who can, you know, set a PR. Um, just think, a lot of times you get you only get 40 minutes in high school for 40 to 50 minutes for high school strength conditioning. My goal as a um, kind of private sector trainer is to help supplement what you're maybe not getting at school. It's not to take away from your program, but it's to help you get some extra work on things that you may need extra help on. That could be your squatting technique. That could be doing a hand clean. That could be getting more hip mobility. It could be gaining more flexibility. So my goal, and I will say this boldly, my goal is to help you reduce injury, get better as an athlete, and not take away from your high school program. Yeah, no, I think that's key. I think it's really cool the environment you've kind of created, right? You get your middle school crew and your high school crew and like, 
it's a fun environment to, to watch, and it's a fun environment to be a part of. I mean, I, I know when I was in middle school and high school, it was like, eh, I'll lift weights here and there, yeah. and it was just like this really quick rush to like 40-minute thing, like you said, at school, and like, it just wasn't passionate. Like, I just wasn't passionate about it. I didn't enjoy it. But Bicep like, curls only in middle school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's like, I'm going to stand around. We're all going to we're all gonna just goof off and, like, hope for the best. And uh, I think it's cool that, you know, you've actually instilled some principles of, like, hey, how can I, you know, make quality lifts? And, like, how can I build this strength foundation, you know, to help get these kids stronger and faster and, and ultimately, you know, be able to make some moves if they want to play at the next level or hey maybe they just they don't they just want to be the best athlete they can today and i think it's important that you've got all ends of those spectrums because i mean that's the base foundation at the end of the day too right is like i think these kids they they try to get out and they try to specialize in footwork and they try to specialize in all these other things i think that's important to do but you also got to have the base level strength to do it and when you don't that's oftentimes a big mistake i know i see a lot of athletes make as well i'm sure you've seen seen yeah i'll say it's over specialization and it's um kind of when I was in high school back in the early 2000s it was we didn't have access to this type of stuff so having somebody like myself or other trainers in the area is kind of a um, it's an added bonus so I think if you're able to uh, get strength training and speed training collectively no matter what sport it is I think it's a good combination but trying to um, in my opinion only specialize in speed training or only strength training you're lacking a little bit of uh, other areas that you probably need to be a more successful athlete. So, um, you know, with the program itself too, it's not that every kid I train is an athlete. I mean, I have um, people that want to, you know, want their kids in here to get off the couch and less <laughs> less TV time, less Call of Duty or whatever whatever <laughs> the kids play now. Uh, I don't know what the kids play. Fortnite, Fortnite, Call, yeah, of Fortnite Call of Duty. There's some game on their phone some kids were playing yesterday, but to <laughs> You know, it's it's more than strength conditioning. It's it's more of like life skills, how to be a better person, how to good community too. Yeah, how better community or good community. Um, meeting other kids or in the area. Um, I know there's a lot of rival schools, but I don't I don't care what school you you may could care less about Ravenwood High School. That's cool, good for you. But if you're coming in and training my facility, we're going to meet everybody. You could be at the rival school. You could hate each other's guts on the uh, football field or mm. basketball court, whatever. My goal is for you to, one, meet everybody, build community, and it's it's different. And if you, if you don't agree, I had a kid say this the other day, that, Coach, the reason I like coming here and coming back is it feels like family. Yeah. And for, for me, that's what I want in the training. I don't I don't want people coming in and, and leaving and thinking, like, well, oh, that was a cool workout. We'll, we'll see him next time. I actually want to get to know you uh find out what makes you tick, and then you're gonna be able to meet other kids like that. Uh, athletes, not athletes, because you just should know everybody's first name, you should know where they go to school, what sport they play. Because one, it, the more support you have as an athlete from you know, not only your family, but other athletes, I think that goes a long way uh, for kids in the community. Yeah, so. no, I think it's super cool, like you say, to build that tight-knit community, regardless of what shirt you wear on yeah. you know, on game day. Uh, these kids just want to come in. They want to get stronger and build community, and, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, yeah, so some of your expertise has, has led you to, to write a book, man. I'm super stoked about this book that you just put out. Um, yeah, dude, tell, tell us a little bit more about the book and how we find out more about it. Maybe uh, pick up a copy. Yeah, so um, this has been a uh, probably a three-year-in-the-making type uh, book. So uh, my goal with the book is was to provide some inspiration, maybe some motivation for 
um, athletes who, uh, kind of like myself, I wasn't probably the best athlete, but I had the kind of uh, intrinsic motivation, the desire to be better. Uh, and I think that's key with a lot of kids. There's too much of the uh, comparing yourself to other athletes and why am I not getting this scholarship? And, you know, why do I only, you know, maybe I'm only going D3 instead of D, D2. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's that's great. So my goal with the book was to um, kind of bring in some background of, uh, for me, how I got started in strength and conditioning and try to inspire some people. I went from um, kind of job to job, um, getting, uh, actually let go from one of my jobs to, um, and it kind of led me to my, my business now uh, with that. So that, there's a kind of a backstory on that of how I went from uh, how I started working out to kind of where I am now. And uh, the cool thing about the book, I think, um, is my college coach, Jim Glover, who is actually the offensive coordinator at Centennial High School, uh, wrote the forward to it. I asked him to write that for me, kind of out of the blue. Um, we've been in touch over the last year, a uh, few years. I've, I've trained quite a few kids from that area, and I was actually one of the first kids I trained was Emmanuel Hall from Centennial. So kind of uh, backtracked a little bit. He was my offensive coordinator back in 2004 and then fast forward to what 2022 he's in the area I've got a couple college coaches in this area so I thought that was cool to bring him in and give a little perspective of kind of who I was Um, maybe not the best athlete but I was I was there I gave 110 percent and I feel like uh, with this book it also brings some insight uh, on some of the kids I've trained Um, not only from going from maybe injuries to having successful careers and maybe uh, Division One, even some of the NFL uh, from kids who have um, gone to win. Uh, I've got one in the book. Uh, I don't remember what chapter, but she's a two-time national champion in swimming at Queens University. So um, from there to a walk-on at UT, um, to a um, high school state championship golfer, to um, some of the kids locally and in the area who were defensive players of the year who've gone on to um, have great careers. So the goal overall was to provide some, um, one, testimonial stories from athletes, but also some takeaways of how, how things in life can translate to being a better person, being a better athlete, but also just a better community member uh, with that, because I think some of those things that you don't really uh, think about, we all want to go to college, we all want to get a scholarship to play sports, but there's a lot more to it. So I kind of bring some um, areas that I thought were helpful for me going from to college to uh, you know transferring schools to what the heck do I do next, and I kind of relate that in each chapter to um, hopefully inspire some kids to um, one. Th- know or think they can be the best athlete um, no matter what situation no matter what school um, whether it's you know division one you're going to Alabama or you're going to Montevallo College or wherever it is so kind of the overall goal for that was um, just to be motivational Um, I think that's kind of the main goal but also um, the last chapter in the book is kind of in relation, the book is dedicated to a kid I trained. His name is Eli Grow. He was from Tullahoma High School. Um, he had, man, one of the probably best worth ethics I've seen. I've been doing this since 2011. 
Uh, he would drive an hour and a half from Tullahoma, um, Tennessee. He would work out with me. He would drive home. That is a, what is that, three, four, maybe five hours round trip. He would do the straight train with me. And then he would go home and um, train on the football field. He would do his QB drills. He would do his conditioning. And he would stay up to 10, 11 o'clock just grinding away on just getting better um, overall. Uh, and so uh, with that, he one day on, on his way home from workouts, uh, tragically passed away in a uh, car accident uh, with that. But he always had one thing he always said, never take, any, never take anything for granted. And I think that kind of rings true. There's never a time where you're going to have this magical scholarship. I and mean, things can be taken from you from a flash. Uh, your scholarship could be taken away. You could uh, get injured and, and never play a sport again. So that was one big takeaway that he always said, never take anything for granted. And that's where it kind of comes in where all the proceeds for the, the book itself um, are going to the Eli Grove Foundation. So. Um, you can find them on Facebook, Eli Grow Foundation, find out more information about them. Um, you can go to Amazon.com and um, search The Athletic Advantage uh, with that. There's a nice cool logo on top uh, with kind of a backdrop of a, I think it's a football field. It's pretty cool with that. Cover. So yeah, it's, it's, it kind of brings in all sports, even though maybe some of the stories in the book aren't all sport related, but you, you get the gist on that. Um, and so all proceeds are, will benefit the Eli Growth Foundation um, with that. Um, and yeah, I love it. That's fantastic, man. It's super cool that you're you know still giving back to, to him. I mean, all these years later. Yeah, it's it's been uh, his parents were at the book launch big book launch party on Saturday. His parents, I thought it'd been like four years. It's six years this That's crazy this year. And uh, you know the big thing for that, I'm not in it to make money on the book. You know, everybody probably says that, and I'm 100% factual. I don't I don't give a crap about the the hey I'm looking at all this money because you, in reality you're not making a lot of money on a book sale. Yeah. The thing is to give back to charity to provide opportunity for kids, um, any kid in Williamson County area in the area to be able to afford training just like Eli did. Uh, his parents have a goal in mind to. Uh, provide scholarship opportunities for kids who cannot afford training to be able to supply that, uh, offset that cost for the parents of the, the individual uh, with that to the, allow them to train just like he did. Um, that was his goal and that was his passion to um, set that up no matter um, you know if he was going to college, he was going to Mississippi College to play quarterback, uh, but even after that, it kind of his legacy is, is moving on in 2022 to help those kids uh, with those scholarships. So I think that's huge. It's a big part of what I do. And I try to share that story. Um, this may be the first time Chris is probably hearing about it, but I share that story with my kids that I train, not only to kind of inspire them, but also you just never know in a blink of an eye what can happen to you. Yeah, it's so true. You know, life's so fragile. And I love that um, you know you're continuing to support this foundation, continue to support this community. Well, right? I mean, from all ages, from from middle school all the way up to even some of the older older adults here in the area. And so, continue to be a face. Uh, Aaron, how do we get in contact with you? You know, if we want to check out your your social media presence, check out the you know the book, and or, or even look at potentially training with you in the future. What's the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah. So the um, uh, biggest way, I guess, you can go to uh, Premier Performance Trainer. Dot com. Uh, you can find out more information about what we have to offer. Um, I'm on social media. Social media is tricky. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, if you just search Premier Performance Training, 
you'll find out more information uh, what I have there. I also have TikTok. That's just kind of a running joke with my athletes because <laughs> I think uh, the biggest dances. thing. Yeah, I, I'm old and uh, I don't know how to dance, and uh, <laughs> it's just funny to see their reaction on some of those things. Uh, but you can give us, you can give me a call six one five eight one nine fifty one eighty six. I'm happy to answer any questions, and you know I'm all I'm straight up with you. If I can't help you, I'm more than happy to refer you to somebody else who can. Um, that's one thing I, I like. Um, you know, you may sound weird, but I, I like if I can't help you, I'm gonna re- try to refer you to somebody who can. So I think that's um, I'm doing you a favor with that. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean be, being honest and, and figuring out who you can help and who you can't help. I know we do that as well, and uh, it's important to stick in your lane and, and find out who you can help serve best, which I oh, think is sure. obviously quite a, quite a few people. So, yeah. Aaron, dude, thanks so much for your time, bro. I really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to uh, sharing this with everyone. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for listening to the Nashville Fitness Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by our local physical therapy practice, Be Ready Performance Therapy. Head over to Instagram or our website. You can find us online at BeReadyPT.com or on Instagram at BeReadyPT. On our website as well as on Instagram, we'll have a bunch more great content in which we dive into things a little bit deeper on our blog as well as through our videos on Instagram. If you have any questions or comments of what you might like to hear or might like us to discuss on the podcast, please shoot us an email, chris at bereadypt.com or ross at bereadypt.com. It's our passion to answer your questions, so please don't hesitate to shoot us an email or a direct message. Also, we'd love it if you rated and subscribed to our podcast so that we can continue to make this podcast the best it can be.